Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404-369-3825. Even possibly set up a one-on-one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers he is the man mad dog manny aurora the aurora law firm.com the aurora law firm.com the a-r-o-r-a law firm.com did you know in 2022 19.86 percent of adults experienced a mental illness issue that's equivalent to nearly 50 million americans just under five percent are experiencing a severe mental illness So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy com works with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. They accept insurance, offer self-pay options. Three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, right near the square, and McKaysville, outside of Blue Ridge. But you can always get to them virtually. MarkwellTherapy.com. If you or someone you know needs help, just reach out. MarkwellTherapy.com. We all got to have insurance, right? Or even possibly change insurance, which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance. You want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things. Sean Camp at Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought her new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. Who the fuck are these guys? Oh, God help their generation. Get Wi-Fi anywhere you go. Hold up. Okay, okay, I'll say it. It's old man Kevin, and the BS presents... It's better than radio. The Clueless 2 Podcast. All right, man, we done made it to another week. Uh, over here at the Clueless 2 Podcast, 736 on uh, 5-12. What is it, May already, man? It's graduation season. I don't give a shit, though, I'm not graduating from anything. High school's done. I ain't never went to college. I dropped out after a year and a half. Uh, we got a, we got a bright studio today. Josh over here, he's got uh, some kind of fish lantern. Uh, it's designed yeah. by fish, surprisingly. Yes. I didn't know fish could do that, but they did. Uh, we got Josh. How you doing over there? Hanging in there. Doing pretty good. Uh, we got Def August. He is on the road to go see his sister. She is getting married to a man. Um, not her cousin. Yep. Yep. No, not her own cousin. Uh, they're in Augusta. I told August to swing by uh, 
the Augusta golf course and try to sneak on. We'll see if he does that and brings back some video for us. Uh, but uh, we'll call him here in a little bit. But in his place for now, we got our buddy old Ryan over there. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. You're good? Uh, you can talk a little louder if you want to or no, if you just want me to turn the mic up. Just turn the mic up. All right, it's I'll a turn it comfortable up. Comfortable volume for I just, me. I just know you get a little excited once we get talking and yeah. you get a little loud. I will. So I, I will. I'll, I'll be watching it over here <laughs> on the ADHD levels. ADHD at its finest. So uh, I've known Ryan since I was in kindergarten. We went to the same elementary school, and then uh, we never had classes again after that because we both went to two separate uh, two separate middle schools and high schools. Uh, but how you doing over there, Ryan? Give us a little background on yourself, who you is, what you do. Uh, I'm 24, but I'm actually immortal. I was born uh, somewhere south of Tanzania in like 1300 BC. Yeah, um, we, we really don't know where his parents came from, so no. this could yeah, be I'm very, kind of a wild card. Very for um, real. But in all actuality, I grew up not too far down the road from Brandon. We met in kindergarten. Um, yeah, we joined scouts together. That really solidified the friend group. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much where we all met together. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the that was the circle that bound us. It was because sure. uh, we probably wouldn't have known each other if it wasn't for uh, scouts because. Josh and August and uh, oh, our old lost, forgotten friend Sam. You know, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. He, uh, they, they're all a year older than us, yeah. so we didn't really hang out until uh, until we got into scouts together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the rest of our group, they got a little odd, so we had bit. to kind of migrate, yeah. find yeah. some new friends. Nothing wrong with being odd if you're odd, but yeah, I mean, it's just you know, you kind of get older and you grow, grow apart, apart yeah. and right, you, right. you find different things you like. So you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and it's like, all right, well, I don't want to do that. So it's like, all right, well, you know, we'll see you later. Yep. Sadly, I mean, that's really much how it goes. I mean, I was just talking about graduation, and mm-hmm. I was sitting out there when the day I graduated, I remember it. I was sitting out there, I was like, I will not see half of you motherfuckers ever again. Ever again. Half, more like ninety percent. Yeah. Until their arrest log pops up and you're in a gas mm-hmm. station, you're like, "Hey, hey, I know that guy." I think the only person I've seen like the most since uh, graduation was Gibraltar Ike. That's you know his <laughs> yeah. pseudonym because he doesn't. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. scared to death. He's going to get fired from his job at uh, Lytrosonic. Lytrosonic. <laughs> yes. For, That's uh, very vague and inconspicuous. Being, being on the podcast, but uh, yeah, I've, I've seen like five people since then. Uh, but you know our our uh, our friendship groups, you know, interesting. We've we've like we all went to Moreland, mm-hmm. and we've pretty much all known each other for the past fifteen, sixteen years. Keep and going. The longer than that is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean we were five now. in kindergarten, so that's like nineteen years. Damn, you're right. Man. Yeah, I keep forgetting. So I've been August for twenty years. Yeah, that's twenty we, years. That's a good full long living dog's life. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like a cat's life. I've had a lot of animals die, and y'all are still around. Yeah. Well, I've I've had a ton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, had, we lived on a highway growing up. You know, rest in peace to the twenty or so odd dogs. <laughs> but yeah, you got a lot of dogs ran over and then uh, ran away. Yeah, you know, or kidnapped. Yeah. Not quite sure. My ex girlfriend used to tell me when I told her stories about some of these traumatic dog deaths that I needed to go to therapy <laughs> because I talked about <laughs> it in such a calm, collected way. Oh, number seventeen. Yeah, yeah. shot in the head. Yeah, her lifelong family retriever had died. It 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 really did an impact on her, and I was like, well, we had Buddy, Buck, you know, just went down the list, and she was just looking at me horrified. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that. that's mainly what I remember, you know, uh, besides, you know, all, us hanging out and doing a bunch of stuff over there, but I remember you lost a lot of dogs, and for some reason people loved breaking into y'all's house. Twice, in yeah. like a two-week time span, you think broken into. You think they went in there and they broke in and they couldn't find anything? They're like, let's try again. Or you think they found no, something nice and they're like, let's go back and get we it. We think it was two different people, but the second people got caught because they broke into someone else's house that we knew and got arrested after it. 
they didn't recover any of our stuff. Mm. Like we had like, I think maybe they didn't really get a lot because we didn't have a lot. We were pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. But they took all of our guns. Um, uh, my dad had this giant jar full of quarters with probably five, six hundred dollars worth of quarters in it, <laughs> and that was our ice cream money, you know, fair money. Yeah. And uh, they just took that whole jar. They gave us the empty jar back, actually. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't fingerprint it because our fingerprints were just all over yeah. it, just smudging everything. They kicked our door in, and even our home insurance wouldn't repair that. Really? Yeah. My, it took my dad like a month to finally fix the door. We <laughs> were just we just had a door that didn't close. We well, like just a had while. a nice constant breeze. <laughs> yeah. <all day>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would shut it, but like if you pushed on it, it was going to open. It's open you know? right back. They up. kicked the whole frame off. Yeah, but see, I was a smart kid. I hid all the cash I had, random places throughout my room. They didn't get a dime of it. Of course, I I, I think I had to surrender that to my parents because they <laughs> yeah. pretty much cleaned them out. <laughs> we really need your four dollars, right? Please. <laughs> I think it was like four hundred. I've been okay. hoarding some cash up okay. for a while, trying yeah. to get me uh, some Beyblades, et cetera. There you you know, all the yeah. birthday and Christmas money just stashed up for yeah. the Beyblades, man. Target gift cards from Brandon probably had like three or four of them. Yeah. That was his signature birthday gift. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, I mean, cause that's, I mean, as a kid, I mean, that's where, that's where you went to get the toys. That of had course, the yeah. best, unless you grew up somewhere with like a Toys R Us, but they didn't have that out Yeah, yet. we had a shitty Kids R Us. That was it. Yeah. What, what's we, the purpose of that? We didn't need that. I'm no. glad that shutdown turned to a party city. Yeah. That was like, hell yeah, that's yeah. what we need right now. But uh, yeah, do Beyblades, I ain't thought about those in a minute. Are those worth anything now? That's I'm sure. Question. I'm sure to somebody. I mean, somewhere. like you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and mm-hmm. Pokemon cards are like hot right now. Like mm-hmm. you can flip those for tons of money. My mom threw all of my Yu-Gi-Oh cards away. Oh, I don't shit, mind man. If that. Dude, I probably had. I bet I had ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It was unreal because I had I had a box of probably ten thousand cards. All right, like I had coat? yeah, I had three first edition Blue Eyes White Dragons. I know those are worth about three hundred fifty bucks Good a piece Lord. right now. Yeah, Dude, the, huh. she threw them all away when I was in like my first year of college because quote they were demonic. Demonic. <laughs> yeah, Obvious. but she lets you get them. Got, gotta love, ago. gotta love Bible Belt mothers. Yeah. yeah, that's the Baptist in her coming out right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the Southern Baptist right there. You get over the ones they all had the uh, the. The magnets in there, right? And you roll your no, piece on that, there. That was Bakugan. No, that was Bakugan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bakugan. That, that I love that, those. I see. I didn't enjoy that one as much. They were cool on the commercials, but yeah. I remember getting one and like trying to play with it on the lunch table. And you'd throw them, and if you threw them too fast, they were just on the floor halfway across the lunchroom. You yeah, know it had what a I mean? it had a really tiny magnet yeah. on the bottom, and you had to per- perfectly time your roll mm-hmm. to get it lined oh, up yeah. with a magnet on the card. I didn't ever play the card game. I just remember I had a bunch of those little balls, yeah. and I would just yeah. I would just set them on the magnet and watch them like deploy. Those are pretty cool. It was like a mix between bla- bay blades and like bionics or something like that. Yeah, like I, bionicles. Y'all remember bionicles? I, I got some in the room. I, I never I never had any bionicles. Really? But I would always beg my mom for them in Target. She's like, "What are you even going to do with that? Look at them. Like, I don't know. They, Move them. They were cool. very odd. They were like yeah. a they were like a Lego, but like a cheap Lego. It was made by Lego. And then yeah, it was. Yeah. But then you like. They're they're very easy to put together. Then after that, it's like what well, do I do with them? They had a TV show, didn't they? Did they? What came first, the TV show or the or was there a TV show at all? I don't think the Bionicles had a TV show. They had they had no, commercials. I think they did. They had commercials. I'm gonna I know look it up real quick to get people to buy them. Yeah. I know they had like and it was the uh, 
it was the song uh, "Failure Is Not an Option." It's in some kind of song. I think it's a Lincoln Park song, actually. I think I think I vaguely remember that. Okay, the Bionicle Show did exist. It's oh. on Netflix. Oh, it's got to be new. There was. Oh yeah. It, well, let's see. What year did it come out? It's looking like it's in 2016. So yeah, this, oh, yeah, this must have came yes, afterwards. This is well beyond our. Uh, They're obviously running out time. of stuff to make. Yeah, I mean, I've, they do all kinds of random shit on, like, Disney and mm-hmm. Nick now. I would, I would hate to be a kid growing up right now. We had all the OG shows, and yep. now it's just... They dropped a uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, 95, like, remake, kind uh-huh. of, but it was just one episode. It's on Netflix right now. Was it just, like, a pilot to see if it would do good, or is it... I don't... I think so. I think they're testing the waters with it, but it had, like... Um, it had all the originals in it that are still around, you know... Uh, is it Jason David Frank or the the Green he, Ranger? He I have he, no idea. he killed himself this like a couple like maybe six months ago. But oh. it had uh, the guy that played the Blue Ranger in it, the guy that played the Black Ranger, and uh, the second Pink and Red Ranger in it, and then like a little girl. I I you know I watched. I remember you and uh, Nolan, y'all y'all like Power Rangers a lot. Yeah, I was a big I, Power Rangers yeah, kid. Yeah, I, n- I never really got into a whole lot. I really just watched it with you, and then that was about it. Because well, it, gra- it was yeah. kind of like the, uh, uh, I don't know, there was like these shows that'd be on Nick or like Disney late at night, and I'd wake up and I'd see them, yeah. and they just kind of make me feel sick just <laughs> watching. I'd be like, what the fuck am I watching? This, this feels so weird. It's like the first time I watched Robot Chicken. I know that's like nothing that, to do with the Disney. That but, was it would just make it would just make my skin crawl. Right, right. Like, I don't know what's happening, and just like the yeah. animation just feels weird. I feel like I'm in a fever dream. Like, yeah. It away? is a fever dream. Yeah. So I remember waking up one day, like third grade, like when I re- like gained consciousness of like me. You know, like uh, you came to in oh third third reality grade? now. You no, 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 to- <laughs> no. But, but in general, though, but I remember like waking up at like three in the morning and Robot Chicken was on. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm watching. I'm like, what? What is going on? Dude, that, I mean, that'd be the same way with uh, George Lopez, man. I like yeah. George yeah. Lopez, yeah. but I'd wake up and I'd just know that yeah. I should not be awake right now. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, this This is not good. This yeah. is not good. I'm awake. I feel bad. It wasn't on late at night, but the fact that Courage the Cowardly Dog was on a children's TV show, oh, show baffles it. me. I love it so much. I watch that show to like to this day, and I'm like, that's just so demented. Dude, that Like, it's so a good, good show. It's suspenseful for sure, but like... Little eight eight year old Ryan did not need to be flipping through Cartoon Network and watching a show about a weirdly shaped pink dog going to purgatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, they, <laughs> they had some weird episodes in there, and uh, that that was like a the the Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I love that show too. Yeah, that was, yes. that was a good show. That was awesome. Like that's not as not as I feel like it was dark themed, but it was light hearted. Yeah, but like Courage's Cowardly Dog it was had just some dark. weird shit. In yeah, there. it was just dark. Yeah, yeah, like some of the animation they did in that. But oh, Cartoon was, Network was like that was it. It was like the edgy. Yeah, like Nickelodeon. It was. Yeah, that's and what I appreciate I'm saying. that. Like, like they don't they yeah. don't really have that no. nowadays, you know? Because I mean, I think we were like. It was like borderline, like, should this be PG-13 and we're showing it to yeah. six-year-olds? Right. But nowadays, they're like, it's got to be fucking G, below G. It's right. got to be Scrubbed, H, well, cleans, like, Disney everything. made cartoons for homeschool kids. 
Nickelodeon's probably the median, and Cartoon Network made cartoons for kids who started smoking cigarettes in middle school. Yeah. And some others, you know, but that was the demographic. Because, I mean, they all had their, like, late-night TV, but Adult Swim was definitely worse than, like, Nick at Night or... Oh, yeah. Doesn't he have an after-hours adult now? No. 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 It was strictly just kids' show all the time. Yeah, I don't even know if Disney even aired anything after No, they they did, like, reruns of, like, old-ass movies just throughout the night. But you had Adult Swim, yeah, Nick at Night, which Nick at Night was more just, like... Older teen stuff. That was just like older, yeah, like 90 shows. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like a Friends or something. Mm -hmm. Did they have Friends on there? I think Friends was on Nick at Night. Maybe. It might have been. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I I think think Friends originally aired on ABC. Yeah. It might have had reruns of Friends on Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's what I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, I was was a Cartoon Network kid, and I'm I'm pretty sure I, I give that. At least seventy five percent as to why I am the way I am today yeah. is because of Cartoon Network. There should Network, be some studies done about that. Actually, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Group Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I'm pretty sure that flipped a switch in my brain. Oh, that, it probably did. Oh yeah, and Josh so, is probably just left alone what on the age floor. Did you start beheading chickens in your yard? <laughs> I'd say about four. You've always had a fascination with fire. Yes, I have. When did you stop wetting the bed? Uh, about 17. 17 weeks ago? <laughs> 17 minutes ago. He just pissed on the couch before you came. Oh, contact Coweta County Police Department. <laughs> we got a serial killer on our hands. Was there, a, was there a show that y'all weren't allowed to watch or your parents really didn't want oh, y'all watching? Mm, there were so many. I think so for him, probably yeah. a lot of them. My mom didn't even like SpongeBob because the town really, was my, called Bikini Bottom. And my, she thought that was sultry as could be. My cousin, who's like the same age as my mom, she would not let her kids watch it at all. Really? Yeah. Which I wasn't I wasn't allowed or I wasn't supposed to watch it. So I knew if my parents came in the room, I had to change the channel. But it was Edit and Eddie. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. My Eddie. mom didn't like that either. Me, me and my dad watched it together. Because when, when you look back on it now and I watch it, I watch like some clips on TikTok. Yeah, like, like, dude, this is stupid. Like, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. But like, there's obviously like sex happening in the show. Yeah. Like, all kinds of stuff. Well, it's, it's not displaying it, but it's, it's definitely. Yeah. You if, know. if you're at least 11, you're going to pick up on it. Yeah. You yeah. know? I don't know. So there I, was, speaking of 11, this just popped into my mind. I don't want to name drop the person, but Brandon, do you remember the kid in our fifth grade class who still really believed in Santa Claus? I think so. What What did he look like? Heavier guy. Um, Was he white? Yeah. And did he have a funny voice? Mm, maybe. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about curly head. Curly head kid. He's always crying. He had like the snots. No, that's uh, we can say his name. He went to jail. That's Curtis Campus. He went to jail. Yeah, I think. What it, the fuck? What are you going? I, to I jail might be for? wrong. I don't want to get sued for defamation, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> he was person last name. Like, well, I don't know for <laughs> sure. There was somebody, and I it might have been him that got nailed for aggravated child molestation. Oh, what? Yeah. That's, oh my god. You know, there have been like four of those from my high school graduating class. This is just in theory. We're in not- theory, <laughs> uh this is all make believe. Nothing I say can be held against me in the court of law. So help that, me God. That's crazy. I mean <laughs> it's not Miranda Yeah, rights. I don't know, but we're throwing it out there. It was a little odd, but I uh, I think man, I didn't I didn't know he'd do that, but Anyway, the kid that, you know, we'll, we'll not talk about that. Oh, Curtis. Uh, <laughs> what about the kid that believed in Santa Claus a lot? I think he turned out all right. You know, he was a band kid, but. What was his initials? Oh, uh, I don't. Oh, C.R. I had to remember his last name. Oh, dude, I'm. 
I'm lost right now. I really don't know. Yeah, but that just popped into my brain when, when he said 11. The ADHD know. at fine work, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, just there's all sorts of things going on up here. I about to say, what does 11 have to do with? That's about the age we were in fifth grade. Oh, okay. I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like, I was thinking about kind of like the, the start realities between like Cartoon Network kids and more Disney-esque kids. So that kind of correlation you know, Disney kids, in my opinion, probably believed in Santa a little bit longer. For, for example here, I'm a Cartoon Network kid. Sarah, my wife, is a hardcore Disney kid. Yeah. Can oh, you not tell? You can oh, tell a difference 100%. there for sure. 100%. And those two people are bound to get together. Yeah. Every it's, it's time. polar fucking Two opposites. Cartoon Network kids, uh, that's going to go down in flames. It's going to be the most toxic relationship I mean, in history. that's a Bonnie and Clyde. You guys are going to rob a liquor store, and you're going to go away for some time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I would say Cartoon Network was like the... Uh, the the darker humor, but we didn't understand it, and also had like you know subliminal uh, messaging. Subliminal, in our heads. and it also had jokes in it that kids didn't understand, but, but adults the, yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. And Disney was just the the you know la di da di da. Yeah, everything's right. all right. Just the regular you know scripted shows, and it's just like oh my god, who's a uh, who's. Lindsay gonna figure out who's dating yeah. Jessica next week and yeah. something like something boring as shit. Rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Very platonically dating on the Disney show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. No Hand PDA. holding. No. Yeah, I don't remember if that there was any ever any PDA on Hold on, we got a we got Def August. Oh well let's not leak his number. <laughs> Yo, Def, oh my god, are you in the tunnel, August? Yeah, what up? I can barely hear y'all. I'm yes. You, you got the windows down? Nope. Everything's up. Everything's turned off. And I'm on speaker. Right, well, is this, this what it's like to be deaf? Like, is this, is this, we're experiencing August in real time. Take, maybe, uh, maybe take it off speaker and just put it up to your ear. It is. You took it off speaker, though? It's on, oh, wait, hang on. Oh, shit, my dad's calling me. <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, well, I guess. Either merge the calls or call us don't back. Merge the calls. <laughs> don't merge the calls. I guess he put us on a uh, hold. I guess he put us on hold. So uh, when he comes back, I guess we'll see what he's got going on. <laughs> All right. I mean, the man sounds like he's on wind tunnel. I don't know what the hell's going on there. He did put a roof rack on top of his truck, the same one I got on the 250. But something about his, man, it, it's, it's bad, dude. It, it just fucking howls. I mean, I don't know what he's got going on there. Might be the shape of his roof. That's a little what different. I was thinking. Because like the the F two fifty's got more of like a, a bigger engine bay area, and the the yeah. hood's kind of flat, and the roof's not as curved. But right. uh, apparently, he had to go pick up um, a bunch of steel from Atlanta, and then he didn't have time to take it home. So he's just transporting all that steel on the roof of his what, truck what in the world <laughs> to a guy. Oh. What do you say? Is one of where you are? Yeah, I mean, I, they were expecting me to leave out with them uh, at lunch, but I was like, shit, I thought I was getting a full day for the work, and so I left noon at like four. Damn, so you were, the dinner was supposed to start at seven, right? Yeah, I mean, I plan on being late. I got to make myself an entrance. I mean, you're already an hour late, man. I think the dinner might be over by the time you get there. You got your uh, tux on and everything? Well, maybe I'll just miss all the hugs and introductions that I can just get straight to the food, uh, the food and the beer. You sound, you sound like you're, like, in Ukraine right now on, like, a sat phone. Yeah, are you calling us on a track phone? <laughs> Bro, I got this new ladder rack, and it makes that droning noise, remember? Yeah. Yeah, but but besides that, I don't know. It just sounds like you're like, uh, I mean, it's it's like you're you're 
you're on a flip phone that's also calling another phone, and we're listening to it on that phone. That's what they call me, the boring ultimatum. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> well, uh, what, what's your what's your plans out there this weekend? You said your sister already got married, but she's getting married again or something? I'm confused on that part. Yeah, you know, you got to get your uh, ceremony in. I mean, that started as a small wedding, and now it's more fun for me being late to a rehearsal dinner than I thought we were having. So. so you got the rehearsal dinner tonight and then you're uh then you got the wedding tomorrow. Correct. And then what what's your part in the wedding? Uh I'm like a escort of some sort. Like I'm gonna walk my mom down to the aisle oh, and I, then uh I think I exit with some bridesmaid. Oh, I, I was so thinking you were going, I, I was thinking you were going down there for some kind of uh other escort. Like they hired you to just uh you know, find maybe the the ugly chick or the one that ain't got a date, and you just had to hang out with her the whole weekend and and bang her. Wait, what? You know, escort. I you. <laughs> You've heard of escorts, right? You know, like the the dating service. Yeah, that's why I thought you were going to be an escort down there for like a oh, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did get hired. You know, I need a little side gig. Are you drunk? No, not now. It's starting to rain. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, y'all got anything to ask him? We're going to let him go here in a second. Good luck. Good luck, August. Yep. I hope you find someone your age. Yeah, find someone else. Find someone that likes you down there, buddy. Have a good time. Yep. I'll see y'all when I get back. All right, bye. God, that was almost unbearable right oh, there. That yeah. was rough. <laughs> I figured his phone would sound a little better than that. I thought he was I, in a submarine. Yeah. I mean, even when I call him on the phone regularly, I don't know what he does when he's looking for a new phone, but it's like he's like, hey, excuse me, sir, could you give me the phone that no one can ever hear me on when <laughs> yeah. they call me? I already don't speak super clearly, so it would be great if it would be even worse. Yeah, does does my microphone come preloaded with sand in it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but... uh. <clears throat> Anyway, so uh, we were talking about shows, anything, yeah, yeah. That was our early childhood, and then, uh, you know, we all went to high school together, um, and then, um, like I said, we went to two different schools. We were still doing scouts then, and we were pretty much hanging out for a good bit, you yeah. know, on scouts the weekends. Scouts church as well, too. Doing stuff like that. You and then, uh, you were a news group with us, weren't you? Yeah, I, started, I would come to the Moreland Methodist. For youth group and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. on Wednesday nights. We were like the party church. We, yes. had, uh, we had all the all the kids that we kind of grew up with. Everyone just kind of went there, and we were the party so I, I, was, I wasn't even Methodist, and I still went there. Oh, uh, yeah, me either. My mom hated that I went. I know. <laughs> the only real religion is baptism. I, I just learned the other day that Josh's wife was actually Catholic, yep. and she was, she was at every single youth meeting at the <laughs> yep. Methodist church. That's where we met. Yeah, that's where they met. Oh yeah, Ryan was there when uh, I was there. We were we were part of uh, Josh and Sarah's uh, hookup because uh-huh. uh, we were all sitting out there. We were doing a barbecue cookoff. It was uh, me, Ryan, and Sam, yep. uh, our buddy Sam, that uh, doesn't talk to us any longer. His wife kind of got a hold of him and Rip. the demon took him over. The demon is three fifty. Don't, <laughs> don't get married. And uh, we were out there, and our dads were you know the the cooks. They were the fat jacks, Jerry, Allen, Kevin, our dad's names. And uh, Josh was out there with us. And hanging out, and then uh, sweet old Miss Rita, uh, she was a nice old lady from the church, yep. sweet as can be. Mm-hmm. She's like, boys, I need one of you to come with me and Sarah to go to the old folks' home and drop off this barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, we all looked at each other like, 
Josh, you're uh, you're not a fat jack kid. You got to go with her, man. We got to watch this barbecue right here. And we're like, Josh, get in the car with Sarah. Go, go, go. Yeah. And that's that's how it blossomed right there, man. Pretty much. That's wild. Yeah. That, yeah. We, we were a part of that. But uh, after high school, uh, Ryan went to college down in Savannah, Mill- Mill- Millageville. Or, Millageville, Millageville, Georgia. And what was it? Georgia College. Georgia College. So uh, we you know we talk about Josh's college experience and how we didn't yeah. really go to college, but we never had really someone on that lived the college experience. So just Kind of run us down your maybe some funny stories or your your past four year your your four years there that you uh, attended at uh, Georgia College. My freshman and sophomore year were definitely the most fun, um, but after my sophomore year, I kind of had to refocus if I wanted to graduate. <laughs> yeah, the, so, so I so like the first years are like the party years, and then after that, you're like, dude, I really need to graduate and you leave. You could here. definitely party all four. Or five, or if six. you choose to. Or I mean, seven. I'm not saying I didn't have fun my junior and senior year. I still went out. I still. You know, but my freshman and sophomore year, I was like five days a week on the town, going to parties, fun stuff. I mean, I rushed a fraternity my freshman year. We ended up getting kicked off campus my sophomore year for hazing allegations. allegations. They were untrue, yes. allegedly. Allegedly, these hands don't haze people. No, what never. were the alleged allegations? Well, the first. Well, there was multiple. I kind of, I'll kind of run through that story. That's a, that's a really good story. All right, go ahead. So. Uh, my freshman year, I rushed the newest fraternity on our campus. All right. Um, they were only about – they'd only been on the campus for about two, three years. So the very first year that they – like the fraternity, the national fraternity itself, Georgia College put out, hey, we need another fraternity. The school's larger. We've got, you know, 800 kids signing up for rush every, you know, semester and only 100 are getting in. We, we need one more fraternity. So – ATO decides to come on, and their nationals does recruitment the very first mm. semester. So, like, corporate suit guys are not going to pick people based on whether or not they're fun, cool, yeah, yeah. popular, whatever. They're going for anti-liability individuals. <laughs> yeah. So, you want to kind of keep everything safe and under control. Right. So, that way so they don't get kicked off too quick. Yeah. yeah so, uh, that first those first class of guys, great, some great – I mean, I was friends with everybody in the fraternity – but we there was definitely a divide between partiers and non-partiers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and for the most part, everyone got along. I would say there was probably like 90 of us in there, uh, you know, and probably 45 were partiers, 45 were not big partiers, you know. There were some guys didn't drink at all, didn't party at all. There were guys who only drank and party. Mm-hmm. Then about 80% of everybody was, you know, in a variety of range in the middle um, but the 15, like, anti-drinkers, anti-partiers were just kind of bringing the fun level down, uh-huh. right? They were always, like, the voice of reason, which I felt was unnecessary, right? <laughs> like, they cared about the rules too much. Like, they were worried about, oh, like, you know, the school said we can't have a party this weekend, we can't have a party this weekend, but every other fraternity is having a party yeah. this weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were so worried about getting in trouble, and I'm like, guys, when we graduate, this will not matter. Like, if we get in trouble, it will not matter. We can just do whatever we want. Like, yeah. it's not that serious. So mo- most of the fraternity had that same mindset, except for the 15 well, or so? no, like all the guys in the middle, were, they, they would just kind of go with the flow. They're like, hey, if we have a party, fun. If we don't, oh, oh you know what I mean? So and you're saying you were on the upper end of that I was in the I was in the top 15. <laughs> yeah. I, I, You know, I came to college. I wanted to live the college experience. I wanted to have a good time. So I kind of 
found about 10, 15 other guys in the fraternity that really had my mindset. And we started a little subgroup message um, in GroupMe. It's our major form of communication at Georgia <laughs> College. And our whole goal was to steer the chapter to a more party-oriented, ex- more party-accepting fraternity. So we uh, we kind of garnered support from the middle group, mm-hmm. and we heavily influenced our elections in the spring for the next. <laughs> I fall. was about to say this sounds like politics. Like oh, we went after the middle class. It's so it's so political. It's not even funny. Like it really is very political. And so our goal was to try to get like our core group of 15, 20 guys into the power positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way we couldn't get shut down on stuff we wanted to do. And so we somewhat succeeded. I think we got a majority of the executive board, um, our guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got the president, which is the big one, but we didn't get the VP. Unfortunately, our sect of partiers split the vote between two guys, dumb, and it (laughs) went. I was upset about that. But we we managed to... uh, we managed to get a majority. So that summer, like one of the big things that everyone did that we didn't do was alcohol at rush events, which is tough when you're trying to recruit. Well, in, I say, in that, like, kind of what the point y'all, of rush y'all, is. Y'all did a dry rush? Well, technically, everyone well, did te- a yeah, dry, yeah, r- but dry rush. I mean, like, so basically at the event itself, we would have no alcohol. Then yes. afterwards, if we invited the guys yes. to stay and go downtown with us in Milledgeville or, or come back to the house or whatever, but, like, if we went to the Braves game, there was no alcohol at the at the tailgate. Gotcha. If they bought it in the gotcha. stadium, you know, that's not That's thing. on them, yeah. But, like, we, we would have a big lake day every year because we had a lake house, um, a brother of ours. You know, Milledgeville's on Lake Sinclair, so – 15 minutes down the road and like they were really pushing like no alcohol. Like what, what are y'all just like worried about liability or something like that? That's or? why the school's worried about it. I mean, and they're underage kids, obviously mm-hmm. oh, coming yeah. out of high school, yeah. you know, they don't have a lot of drinking experience, but like if, you know, probably I would say at least 60% of collegiate students want to partake in some level of partying. Yeah. So yeah. if you're By rushing a, a fraternity, you're probably in that 60%. And if you go to three events with different fraternities and drink a few beers, have a good time, and you show up to our lake day and it's dry, they're just going to be like, oh, these guys aren't fun. <laughs> that yeah. was, you know, regardless of if it was just about the drinking or getting drunk. No, it was really just about, like, I didn't want to give that imp- – it gave that impression to a lot of people. It gave it to me when I was rushing – Thankfully, I, I knew some guys in the fraternity, and, and, and I knew that that wasn't the case, that they just were really – like their exec board was really worried about getting in trouble. But, I mean, we had the top GPA on campus. Like we were, we were doing good enough to where it really didn't matter. And, like, when you got caught for breaking these rules, IFC would give you, like, okay, every brother's got to go do 10 hours of community service. That would be like your punishment for breaking a rush rule, or as in, know. so the that rule you're talking about is you couldn't have alcohol at your rush parties or underage drinkers. No, no, no. You just couldn't have alcohol at your summer rush events. You could oh, have okay. alcohol at your rush parties. So what? What's the difference? The rush events are where you're trying to, or people are yeah, trying so, to get into the fraternity, and the actual parties are once you're in, or it's just kind of so like re- recruitment was every year in September. Okay, but you want to start rushing guys you want to i mean it's like sales almost you're trying to get mm-hmm. these guys to want you i mean you want you you don't want to recruit a, 
a class of, of bum freshmen. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the fraternity starts to die. So you want everyone wanting to be in you so that you yeah. get to be selective about who you intake. So you want to start... So every summer we would do three... Every fraternity would do about three rush events. We would usually do a Braves game, a lake day, and either like a river float or maybe another Braves game or another lake day. And we would do them like the week after the summer orientations. So you're basically just trying to like weed them out, just like... Uh, no, we don't even care who they are. We're just inviting them all out to, to see get to know us. see kind of how they mesh and like what's going on. No, we're not, we're not looking... You're not caring about that part. We're not looking at them at all during this process. You want them to look at y'all. Yeah, we're oh, just okay. selling ourselves over the summer. <laughs> so you don't, you don't care who they are. You want, you're I mean, trying to you show do, off to like, them. If you meet some cool guys like... You know, if you met a guy that you, you you know, you thought he was cool, whatever, you'd get his number and you would start inviting him down just to come hang out when you and, and your group were, were doing stuff, go play golf. Outside of rush stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Outside of rush stuff. And, and and then that way you do want to get a, a good grasp on maybe twenty five, fifty guys from those events that the first day they move in on campus, you wanna get them before somebody else does like yeah you want them to be at your rush party not ka's or kappa sigs or pi cap or whatever so it's kind, of, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the draft or like a college player it's going it's, to like, it's like college schools. recruitment right really the summer okay. rush events are kind of like official visits yeah yeah like for college players like you're gonna invite all your five stars and your four stars i mean you're gonna invite anybody you want to to unofficial visits that's uh -huh. like when you're out tabling for orientation you're just shaking everybody's hand put telling them to put their number on you know this sheet of paper that will reach out and we would text anybody that wanted to go to these rush events that would come we'd have like 60 70 guys show up for the braves game we'd buy uh -huh. tickets for all of them and you know but when rush starts it's five, it's a five day process, and that's when we really start to. Well, that's when we start voting. We start knocking kids off. But I'll, I'll get into that once I kind of get into our fraternity's fall here. Yeah. So we we took power. We had some great rush events that summer. We had Lake Day. We had like six boats out there. We had way too much beer. I mean, we didn't even drink at all. It was a ton. Like I think everybody threw in like maybe. 20 bucks a piece so when you're talking about 100 guys mm -hmm. throwing in 20 bucks that's two grand yeah. to go out and buy natural light which at the time was <laughs> 9.98 for a 15 pack that's a it's a you know tons of coolers out there we had a bunch of guys come we had a good Braves game so we were recruiting well then i think we probably threw one of the best parties in Milledgeville history for our official rush party so every fraternity once school starts before then in September, so sometime in August, is going to have their their rush party. It's going to be themed. It's going to be at the house. Now, he, is that is that when you're selecting? That's before rush. That's week? before rush starts. So let, let me let me get the timeline right here. All right, so someone graduates high school, they commit to a Millage or a Georgia, Georgia College, College. Yeah, and then they're just kind of they get. Do people reach out? Do the fraternities reach out to these people, or do no, they got to so put interest out first? And basically, then they're like, how that works is they just come out to orientation. Okay. Because every student's going to have an orient. There was four orientation dates a summer. Uh-huh. Where it's where you'd come, tour the school, figure out your schedule, that kind of stuff. And they would be like two in June, two in July, right? Um, and then all of the student organizations on campus have members of their organizations out on front campus under a tent. Uh -huh. So all the fraternities are in a row. And everyone walks through that row to, to get, like, pamphlets on the little yeah. clubs they're going to yeah, be makes in. Sense. Yeah. And, and we would be out, like, the recruitment committee for ATO, which I was on. I was 
trying to be recruitment chair my sophomore year. Um, so I would be out there just grabbing guys that walk by that didn't even turn to the table, be like, "Hey, man, come over here!" Like, yeah, meet I mean, the guys, out, like, yeah, pamphlet, sign up. Are you rushing? We've got a lake day coming up. We've got a Braves game coming up. Even if you don't think you're gonna rush, come out to these events. Mm-hmm. It's a free Braves game. It's a free lake day. You'll get to meet some girls your age coming into school. You'll get yeah. to meet some some guys you might you know end up playing intramurals with, whatever. And, so you're, and you're just trying to snag the as uh, many people as the, possible. You're trying to snag the fresh meat coming to the college because I mean you're, they got they got a yeah. lot of shit going. You're on You're casting a wide net. You so just you're want just, everybody. You're just focusing on your like. Oh, we got to get people interested and get yeah. them coming over right, here. Right, right. Then hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Winter is here, and we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice warm attic or crawl space, possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cause thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue with house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires, not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured, Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs inspectallservices.com make sure you mention the bs and receive 10 percent off your exclusion work year-round exclusions one year of rodent trapping included with annual renewal rodent letters trap set and attics and crawl spaces free inspections inspectallpestservices.com all right full disclosure yes rachel guy rachel the realtor guy is my wife on top of that she's one of the best realtors in atlanta uh, she's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of you two percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker. So if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you. Once they move on to campus... You have usually like a, a laid back, uh, you know, maybe tabling going on every day on campus, right? Uh-huh. So like we'd have our ATO like tent set up and two or three guys would sit out there kind of all day to get people to sign up for Rush that would happen in September. I got you. That's official like going through the school. like That's official like, hey, you like what we're doing formal, now? So. For, formal Rush. I'll go through the formal Rush process, but um, – in between that, every fraternity has a big rush party of the year. Yes. Um, it, you want it to be on a Thursday night, so you you know you fight hard. Like it's kind of like a trade off, right? Everyone wants. You don't want to have the first party of the year. You don't want to have the last party of the year. You kind of want to be in between. You want it to be on a Thursday night, and you don't want to do it at the same time as too many other fraternities. Like, if three fraternities all through their party on a Thursday night, you're dividing up the people that are going out Yeah, the out pool that of people night. that you right. could be able to pull into your own fraternity but party. it was pretty, with only four weekends before Rush and eight fraternities, 
you're bound to you're going to have at least one other that night, and you never really know. You'll find out when so and so's throwing theirs. But I remember our rush party that night. Uh, we always had a guy at the door that had to do a sign in. So everyone mm. that came would write their name down, like on, on the sheet. We turned that into the school for liability reasons, but they never really looked at it. But if, <laughs> if somebody got hurt, they could say, oh, yeah, she signed in at midnight. And then, like, the party ended at 12.15. Like, she was already really, really, really drunk when she yeah. got there. Yeah. It kind of took liability off us, too. And then, like, guys would be bartending. Like, we had four or five guys that – would be in rotation that had to stay sober to bartend. And that was kind of like a good thing about having like our balanced group of guys that didn't really party super hard because they would always volunteer to take shifts yeah. being the bartender. Um, but we had 962 people that weren't in our fraternity show up for our rush party. So this is your Lord. rush party. This, this is this is before the this is before rush week, right? This is before rush week. But what like a week out or two weeks out? Uh, I don't remember, but it's sometime between August 17th and yeah, September okay, 17th, you. you know. And I remember, I think, Pike had had their party that same night, and we saw some Snapchat stories of maybe like 60 people <laughs> milling around Damn. in there. Like, we were well, we were doing such big things. We were having, you know, so much fun, and, you know, we were really dominating the scene. We had also, before Rush started, which was awesome, we did our signature event of the year, which was a concert that us and KA did together called County Line out in a big field. We had a big band. So we did that, and that had our name on it, so we were looking great. And we recruited, like, one of the best classes we had ever had. I think we gave out 26 bids and had 25 people accept. Wow, okay. Yeah. Is that average, like, 26 people we per would, semester? We would start or? with 25 and usually drop one or two during the pledgeship process, yeah. um, you know, so you're gaining what twenty people a year? Hopefully, twenty five a year is your goal. That way, you stay around a hundred. Okay, you don't so want to be too that, much. That's bigger. about an average for a fraternity. About yeah, 100. I mean, there were some groups on campus that would hover around sixty because they didn't recruit very well. Yeah, um, but a hundred was between. You would usually have a, a like ninety to a hundred. You're gonna have guys that drop out of college, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So like twenty five freshmen will probably turn into about fifteen graduates. I got you. You know, and there'd be some guys that end up getting pushed to the, to the later graduating classes. So we always had around eighty to ninety guys total, um, but we got twenty five. And one of the things that we had wanted to do was to step up our hazing a little bit because we were dramatically <laughs> less hazy allegedly. Allegedly. Than the other fraternities. And the the point of hazing is just to see how far they'll go for their brothers or the well, people around the, here's them. Here's the or? thing, right? Like, a lot of people join fraternities because it looks cool, because it looks good on their resume, because they want to wear the T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And they join, and they do stuff for a semester, and then you never see them yeah. again. They're ghosts. They don't come to the parties. They don't come to the events. They don't do anything with anybody. That kills you, right? That's like the that's like the when we were in OA the sash and dash yeah right, right. And yeah dash. that that's the thing they they got it on their resume or they they had their fun freshman year then they get a girlfriend they disappear right you don't want that you want people who are actually committed so in one thing having a more difficult acceptance process is going to weed out people who don't really want to be yeah. in the group that yeah. bad and then secondly it's bonding between you and mm -hmm. your pledge brothers it really is and I think it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, seriously, my pledge ship was the most fun I never want to have, have again in my yeah. life. Mm -hmm. It was awful. I barely slept. I mean, barely slept. 
I all I felt like a slave on a plantation, um, and I felt like I had no human rights. Yeah. But when it was done, it was the most triumphant feeling I've ever had in my life, and I couldn't wait to do it to the someone next else. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you go through one semester of it, and then you get you know you get to do it after yeah. that, right? And a lot of it isn't like like physically hurtful or painful. We did no alcohol hazing. We did no drug hazing. There was none of that. We didn't beat up on kids, right? Like we weren't, it wasn't like that, but like we had drivers every night, you know, if they, I, mean, I, I feel like that's the smartest hazing. I mean, like, come on, right, school, right? right. We got, we got so, uh, sober drivers. We got designated right. drivers. I mean, you can't be that mad five, at us. five big nights a week that everyone goes out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And You're just missing Wednesday. You, Wednesday and Sunday. Why not just know. make it seven so days a week? So if we had 25 <laughs> pledges, we'd have five driving each one of those nights. And they were to be available to drive from 9 a.m. or from 9 p.m. till 5 a.m. Yeah. And so, like, one night a week, didn't matter if you had class the next day, I was just driving. And they called. And then everyone had, like, a pledge task. Who Whose car would you drive? Your own car or My someone else? My car. If you didn't have a car, like if your parents didn't send you with one, sometimes you borrow one from your pledge brother or borrow one from an older brother. So, like, I actually, like, wrecked my car halfway through pledge ship, um, <laughs> and it was out for the count. So I, I just started borrowing one of my pledge brothers um, and just would use his car, drive around. I got you. Yeah. But, you know, there was other things that I won't go into a lot of detail with, um, but... It wasn't terrible, but we didn't do a lot of it during my pledge ship, and I actually didn't like that. I wished I would have been hazed harder. Uh-huh. You know, a little more going on. Yeah, Punish yeah, me harder, yeah. Daddy. Um, and but I I wanted to get hazed harder because there were some guys in my pledge class that definitely went MIA after freshman, like after the first semester, right? Uh-huh. And I think there were a few, like there was probably three guys in our pledge class that the majority of us were like, hey. If we had hazed a little bit harder, I think they would have dropped, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have had to deal with them. So, uh, all right. So you're you're done. You're done with the rush parties. You're done with the we've rush got, event. Yeah, we've and got our pledges. You're, you're going through rush for the semester. What at what point was it that you think you did too much, or y'all got in trouble? So we got in trouble because we got a little stupid, and we were hazing a little too publicly. Were y'all posting videos or something like that? No, so each of the, one of the big things we did was each individual pledge would be given a pledge task. And uh, one of those are like, so your pledge task could be a variety of things. Mine was alarm clock pledge. (laughs) The first three brothers to text me every night after 9 p.m. with what time they wanted to wake up. I would have to call them at that time in the morning and wake them up. Okay. And if they wanted a certain song saying to be woken up to, I would have to sing that song. <clears throat> if they didn't answer after five phone calls, I had to get out of my dorm, walk to their apartment, and wake them up. Damn. <laughs> I had one guy, just because he, he wanted to be a dick, uh, 5 a.m. every morning, I had to call him and, and, and wake him up, and he wouldn't answer until the fifth call. Really? <laughs> so I would be, like, getting back into my room at, like, 1 after some kind of activity. Have to set an alarm for, like, 4.58 because don't miss that alarm clock. Yeah. And then I'd have to, like, call him. Then I'd go back to sleep for, like, an hour. Have to wake someone else up. Go back to sleep for, like, an hour. Wake someone else up. Then go to my 8 a.m. And, like, oh, I mean, it was brutal. But, like, there was a golden retriever pledge 
he carried a tennis ball around in his backpack, and if a brother saw him on campus, he could throw it, and he had to run, go get it, and bring it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> so and, was there any uh, – were they allowed to – like, if you were in class – would you have to leave class to go no, do something? No, no, no. That was the one that? exception. They didn't really do much during the day. Like, mm-hmm. your pledge tasks were usually oriented around, like, like mine was alarm clock pledge, golden retriever pledge when they saw you walking, like, to a class or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was a first lady pledge, so the president's girlfriend could text him at any time anything she needed, and he would have to go get it for her. Oh, that's so he was nice. always <laughs> picking her up fast food. She would embarrass him, send him to Walmart to pick up tampons or something like that, <laughs> just to bother him. Um, I'm gonna I'm pause you right there, Josh. Does this does this sound anything familiar to? You? I know you did rush, right? Mm-hmm. You rushed and you were there for a semester, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this sound anything familiar? I mean, oh yeah. What what was yours compared to Ryan's? I mean, were y'all about the same? It, it was Russ? a lot. It was a lot smaller because we only had two fraternities on our campus at ABAC. Okay, so we had um, AGR and then Kappa Sig, and I rushed Kappa Sig. Yep. and um, yeah, it was it was kind of similar. I don't know what week many. in your pledge ship did you drop? About three quarters of the way done. I was this close to getting it, but I had just like a mental fucking breakdown. Kind of, so, sort of deal, and it just it didn't work out. And there was some, like you were saying, you had your 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 half your brothers are split party guys and the other guys, like just a non partier type deal. Yeah. Well, the partier guys kept getting in trouble for like drug stuff and like heavy drinking and and being physical with the pledges. Yeah. So that kind of turned me off on a lot of stuff too, because I'm like, ah, those guys are dicks. And then the other half, of the guys are really cool. Like, I like those guys a lot. Not the non-partier guys, but the other half of the partier guys that weren't, like, you know, doing coke every night, that sort of thing. Um, it just, it, it was it was just, it, it was very interesting. Um, but, that being said, though, with the whole kind of the stuff he was talking about, with like, you know, alarm clock pledge and gold retriever pledge, we had, you know, the weatherman pledge. You had to get up, throw in the group message, a full video weather report for the day. Yeah, we had that, too. Yep. Um, we had to carry around certain things with us at any given time on campus. Um, Cigarettes, dip. Yep, yeah, mainly condoms. dip. Condoms. Definitely condoms. All right, well, what was, your, what was your worst pledge thing you had to do in pledge ship, Josh? Mm. Try to think. I mean, there wasn't really nothing too bad. I mean, you had some kids cry and that sort of thing. What, um, what do you have to do about the crying? You got to wipe their tears with your dick or something? Oh, if you cried, you were dropped on side. Really? Oh, yeah. You're, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're yeah. getting verbally abused to no end. <laughs> you're dropped. I would think yeah. so, yeah. So, I mean, you're sitting there like some dude's breaking down over in the corner because you have to do like, you know, bows and toes or stuff like that or do wall sits. And you're just like, this sucks, but he's, he's, he's you know, dying over there. I'm like, that yeah, sucks to be you, man. Yeah. Can't reminds, hang in there for five more minutes. It reminds me of uh, in SpongeBob when they did the Goofy Goober song, and they're yeah. sitting out there waiting, and SpongeBob's about to break down, but the other guy breaks down first. Like, oh, thank God, that guy went out first. Now, so we, it's, now it's we can a, chill out. Same thing. Um, <laughs> what, what, what was your worst uh, pledge thing you had to do, Ryan? And then let's get to why y'all got shut down. I mean, like I said, my pledge ship was kind of lighter than I, I would have wanted it to be. We had a lot of, like, 4 a.m. in the morning runs. Yeah, lots of those. But the thing that was the worst for me wasn't necessarily physical, but every Wednesday night we had to go over. They would group us up into, like, groups of five, and we'd have to go over to, like, a brother's apartment or house that didn't have class on Thursday, Uh and they would keep us up all night doing whatever they wanted. We might play Guitar Hero all night, which sounds fun. 
<laughs> but like you haven't slept more than eight hours in the week so far. And I had an 8 a.m. on Thursdays. So for me, no. like to not sleep all night and like we would be playing tackle football in like a gravel parking lot, like, <laughs> and we're also tired. Uh, but I mean, they were fun. Like I learned a lot, like, you know, about my pledge brothers and yeah. stuff doing that. You know, and we all got really close doing that because sometimes, like, the brothers would that we were staying at would, you know, fade out and be like, all right, I'm going to bed at 4.30. Y'all don't go to sleep, and we would just go to sleep. You yeah. know what I mean? But I would have to set my alarm for, like, 6.30, even if I slept an hour, and, you know, drive back to my dorm room because we could leave at 6 a.m. Uh-huh. Try to get an hour of sleep before my 8.30 a.m. math class that I had with a Russian lady. Oh, good oh, Lord. God. Rodeka Kazaku, Rodeka. who I could not understand at all, and I would always be so delirious, and she'd, like, call on me to answer a problem, and I'd be like, seven. <laughs> and she'd be like, it's a A, B, or C answer. I'd be like, all right, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had the, I had that same B. thing kind of happen. I had a, uh, an Indian lady for a math. It was college algebra. I failed college algebra twice at ABAC. But same thing. You're sitting there just delirious, no sleep, and you're just like, Trying to just maintain <laughs> yeah. something. Josh, do you think uh, some of your problem was ABAC was you drove back every weekend to come home? Or did you just hate, no. hate it being down there that much? Or you just wanted no. to come no. home? Or That that wasn't an issue for a lot of things. Um, but we had other guys do the same thing, too. They oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, that we, wasn't see, really... we weren't allowed to leave during our pledge ship. We could. Really? You couldn't go home or anything? We had a, yeah, we had a parents' day weekend during the middle of it for the whole fraternity. You'd see your parents then, but... We weren't allowed to leave the city limits of Milledgeville really? during now, our pledge ship without will say, permission. So, like, I did go to, like, a UGA game, but I got permission for that. We I also will. had a dry pledge ship unless you were invited out by a brother to go out drinking, and they had to supervise you all night long. Damn. You had to be – the rule was you, you had to be able to touch the brother that invited you to go out with him at all night. If he was in the corner making out with someone, you were just standing there next, next to, to him. him. <laughs> yeah. And and Cole, my roommate now, longtime best friend. Good, what, good guy. Good, yeah, Cole's yes. good guy. Love Cole. He was he would always he was a year older than me and he ended up being my like big brother. He would invite me out every night, which was great, but he was squirrely and he would just <laughs> run all over the place and I'd have to be like, Oh, where's Cole? <laughs> yeah. If I get caught out, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, in trouble. Um, so I guess there'd be other brothers there too. Be like, yeah, Yo, Cos, usually, where's your fucking brother at? Yeah, usually everyone, everyone would get an invite out unless you were driving that night. For the most part, we weren't allowed to utilize drivers while we were pledging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I forgot what what was the you were asking me about. Well, I asked you your worst pledge, and you were telling you know oh, gravel yeah, and the yeah. stand up night. But what 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 the part where you our downfall? Yeah, was, the downfall. All of our pledges had tasks, and they had certain rules that they had to follow. Uh-huh. Was that was our that was our whole pledge ship thing? Like they had to be on campus in a, a collared shirt with their pledge pin. When they were on campus, they had to be doing that. They all had to eat lunch together. They had to have a buddy with them at all times. They had to show up for their Monday and Wednesday night membership education class. Mm-hmm. They learned history about the fraternity nationally, locally. And then we would usually just torture them and play really awful music in a dark room while we made them take tests about what they just learned. Yeah. Um, and uh, find embarrassing things about their childhood and put it up on the screen, make yeah. fun of them about it. One of my pledge brothers was actually like kind of Instagram famous in middle school for being oh, you me that. very yeah. similar to Maddie B. 
Um, <laughs> Will Steinman, shout him out. He, he's he got a great <laughs> Instagram page, um, and we gave him hell for that a lot. But if if someone in their class got caught, like, on campus not wearing a college shirt or showed up late to Mehmed, they would get a strike. Three strikes in a week, and they were going to get a punishment. And every time, the punishment would get worse. The punishment would be at, like, 4 a.m., in the backyard of the house, whatever we came up with. So very first week, there was this kid in the pledge class who we actually voted no on. He was the one kid in the 25 I didn't like. I voted no on him hard. Our little group that was shifting the fraternity into a wilder direction, if we didn't like a guy, we threw it out in that group and would come up with a fake reason as to why we weren't giving him a bid. And he actually, if 10% vote no during voting, they don't get a bid. And and we had 10% that voted no. And then this, like, non-party guy who I just – actually, one of the only guys in the fraternity that I didn't like stood up and threw this big fit about, like, you guys don't like him just because he wants to be, like, a pastor and he he doesn't drink, which wasn't the case. I didn't like him because he was weird, and I didn't think (laughs) he was actually committed to being, uh, you know, an ATO. And so we gave him a bid. He shows up 15 minutes late to the first meeting in the first week. We called him later that week without a college shirt on campus, and he just flat out didn't show up to his Wednesday night meeting. So they all got punished. Uh-huh. And so they came over to our place at 4 a.m. in the morning because I lived at the house my sophomore year. They had to hold our tug rope hmm. above their head for two hours. Mm-hmm. And okay. we, it, they couldn't drop it. And yeah. if you held your hands above your head for two hours, even without a rope, yeah, you realize it, it, yeah, it, it hurts. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah. and it was, it was... No blood in your arm. It no. was September. It's, you know, 60 degrees out there in the morning. It's 4 a.m. They're all tired. You know, we're all tired. Very next week, they got in trouble again. And then they got in trouble again. And they just kept getting in trouble. So, the morning... That oh, wait, so three strikes for the whole pledge group. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought one, it was just person one person could earn all three strikes, yeah, but the whole fuck pledge everyone class. Up. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So their third time getting in trouble, they came to the house in the morning. This was probably October at this point, and 12 of them all lived in one dorm room. And there was a gr- not in one dorm room, but uh, all in one building? dorm building. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> only on Wednesday, only on Wednesday nights that they all had to sleep in the same dorm room. But, <laughs> um, they were all leaving at four a.m. in the morning again on like a Thursday morning, and their CA apparently is an insomniac, and she was up reading her Bible every morning, usually uh-huh. about that time, drinking her coffee, and she had a grudge on us because we blacklisted her from our parties yeah. because <laughs> she kept showing up to our parties, kept getting blackout drunk, mm. and kept causing problems. Like one night, she opened our pantry and ate a loaf of my bread in, a, in our bathtub. <laughs> a whole loaf? Yeah, she was just going at it like an animal. So like we had blacklisted this girl from our parties, and she had a grudge a on us for bread. that. So she follows them. She gets uh, in her car, follows them walking over to our house, and takes pictures of them, you know, going to the house at 4 a.m., and them in the backyard holding the rope again. And this time, you know, they had been doing some other stuff. I think we had them running, sprinting, holding the rope, doing bows and toes, <laughs> maybe throwing frozen eggs at them. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but she took pictures of all that, and she sent it in to our like IFC office. Mm-hmm. 
We had never gotten in trouble for anything that year. So all we really had to do was show up, take our licks, do whatever punishment they gave us, and we would have been fine. But our fraternity president, love him to death, (laughs) Uh, my good friend Mike, he goes in and is just like, this is dumb. We've never gotten in trouble for anything. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, no. fight the system. Well, fight no, the school. she she did give us way harder. Like earlier that semester, one of the Delta Sig pledges had fallen in a hole while sprinting and broken his leg. Damn. And <laughs> all they got was ten hours of community service per brother. Really? Pi Cap the semester before had a girl try to jump over a fire barrel at their parties yeah. and she fell in and oh, got burned, oh third degree burns God. all over her party. And they didn't get in that much trouble. And then we, they were going to give us social probation for the entire spring semester for this, which was way overkill Mm -hmm. as to what everyone else had gotten for lesser crimes. So he pushed back and was like, this is ridiculous. You know, we've never, this is our first strike. And like, and he just cited what I just told you back to her. So she got sassy and she didn't like that. So she said, okay, fine. I'll just call your nationals. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she called our nationals and we were like, oh. So that's Man. like headboard over the whole fraternity. That's the corporate yeah. corporation of <laughs> ATO nationwide, mm-hmm. and they preside over us, but usually at an arm's length distance. Yeah, you know, we have an advisor who comes like maybe twice a year and sits through chapter and like, but other than that, like they don't really know what we're doing that well, but. They care about hazing a lot because they're the ones that are going to get sued when something goes wrong. So all national fraternities are very, very anti-hazing. So they come down, they show up to our chapter, and we don't know what's going to happen. We think they're probably going to drop the president, the vice president, the membership education board of the brothers. We didn't really care because we would still include them in everything and act like nothing's changed. But instead, these two guys walked into the room. And they said, as of right now, all of you are no longer ATOs. Damn. <laughs> yeah. They did. We each had to schedule a 30-minute interview with them hmm. to make our plea as to why they should let us back in. And, like, during those interviews, they basically just learned every bad thing we had ever done. Yeah. <laughs> And they just nitpicked it. You just got audited yeah, pretty out of, much. Out of, yeah. they, they basically cleaned house. I think they dropped about 65% Ooh, of us. Damn. Yep. And put the fraternity ATO on social probation for a year afterwards. And they, my good friend who ended up being president after all this happened, he, he stayed in somehow. My buddy Hayden Spawn. Um, he, like, had an extra room in his house, and our national advisor actually moved into his apartment with him Damn. so that he was there to make sure they did nothing Everything's wrong. Everything's going right. Yeah. So, so, how, so how do you go about creating a, a fraternity? I didn't know there was, like, corporate structure to it. I mean, our ATO was founded in 1865 at William & Mary College in Virginia Okay. by uh, some Civil War veterans. You should know this, Ryan. Yeah, Otis Allen Glazebrook. There you go. Um, I can't remember the other two. Darn. Yeah. But what, what, so, so what was your, your draw to do a fraternity? Cause everything I heard just seems like fucking ass besides going I mean, through, I didn't going go through, through the fun parts <coughs> of it, going I mean, through hell and then just having power to go control other people. Is that well, kind of no, what it is? That's not the appeal to it. I mean, we had a ton of events yeah. that were fun. 
like parties, brotherhood events. We went to the mountains every year, got a big cabin, spring break with all the guys. Like we had a lake house. You get really connected on campus super fast. Yeah. Like if you're a freshman and you don't rush, you might make your small little nine, ten person friend group. After my first semester, I probably knew a thousand people. Damn. Every week we're going to have a social with a sorority on like a Tuesday night where we rent out a bar starting at 10, have a bar tab and pizza. And you're just going to mingle with the girls from that sorority. You're a freshman. You don't know anybody yet. You're going to get to meet seven, you know, you're going to meet 20, 30 different girls at each of those events, right? Like you're going to meet a ton of people. And even going through Rush, even though I didn't go to certain fraternities, I made a lot of friends in the other Mm -hmm. fraternities too. You meet a lot of guys going through the Rush process. You get super connected on campus super fast. Like I knew guys that didn't Rush that when they graduated had a friend group of like maybe 25 people. And I felt like I knew everybody on campus. So it's mainly just more of a connection thing yeah. for you. Yeah, is why yeah. You wanted super. To do it? If you're a super social person, it's just a hub of social activity. Yep. And a lot of people say buying friends. I get that, but really, what it's about is an organized pooling of money to have way more fun events than you yeah. could have in your friend group, right? Because like, what friend group of nine people can get uh, a mansion of a cabin? in Blue Ridge for a mountain weekend, yeah. right? But as an organization, they can say, all right, we've pooled everybody's dues together. We have this much money. We can budget out. We can do all these fun events. And then you just show, you know, you just show up. So it's like a, a good group of guys to hang out with during college. I mean, I know you're supposed to you hang out with them after. Oh, but yeah. It's, it's kind of like the, the graduation thing we were talking about earlier. How many... How many of those guys do you hang out with afterwards? And I know Cole's a good one. I mean, you hang out I a lot. see a lot of them frequently. Really? Because like when I still when I go back to Georgia College, like for homecoming or for deep roots, which is like kind of like our version of fall homecoming. Like I usually sleep on the couch at the house. Uh-huh. I can just you know, you don't even really have to ask, you just go in and sleep on the couch if you need to. Um and I mean I, I still like, I'm still in a group message with all of them, and we, we communicate with it daily. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, of all everyone who ever was in it and who is in it now. I got you. So, what would you give to, like I said, it's graduation season now. A lot of people are graduating uh, high school. They're going to a bunch of colleges. What would be, what, what would be, so, should people join a fraternity, or should they not, depending on the type of person they are? And if I they think, are, what should they look forward to? I think everyone what should, should try. Yeah. Yeah, I everyone, think everybody should try. Everyone it. should try. It's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. If you're an introverted person, you're going to hate the rush process because mm-hmm. it's like selling yourself. <laughs> um, and then if you're a soft person, if you don't like to be yelled at, if you don't, if you like your eight hours of sleep, I wouldn't. Happen. You're not going to make it through rush. Don't no. put yourself through it. Join like a join some. If you're a freshman coming on to college, you should join. And you're not going to rush. You should join at least three other clubs. Mm-hmm. That way you're going to get connected. If you don't get connected, I think that's what they say. It's one of the highest reasons people drop out of college because they don't get involved on campus. So they end up not having a lot of fun in the town that they're in. They end up coming back home every weekend. They end up missing their friends don't back look at home. Me. No, don't, 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 don't look at me. Don't look at Josh. No. I had other reasons. Josh had a little... A little side eye going on there. I knew you were going to look at me. But, yeah, like get involved. I mean, you know, two of my sisters, one went, one rushed, one's in a sorority, one's not. 
but both of them got very involved on campus. Both of them really love Milledgeville. You just got to get involved some way, somehow. But if you're going to rush, don't get blindsided. I would say looking at one fraternity. Mm. Like, go into it with an open mind. Um, don't let anybody sway your decision that isn't in the fraternity. Because when you get on campus, you hear a lot of the other freshmen going, this is top house. This is the one you want to be in. And I wouldn't even make my decision off of which fraternity I would rush based on the parties and the events. Not not completely. Like, if, obviously, if they don't have well-put-together events, they don't ever have well-put-together events. So yeah. you're not going to have a lot of those fun social avenues. But try to, you know, try to keep an open mind because I I had the blinders on a lot. I really only rushed two of the eight fraternities on campus. Um and I was very happy. I'm glad I went ATO, even though we got in all that trouble. And I've made my some of my best friends out of it. But, you know, I sometimes I think like, oh, if I would have gone back and taken this bid that I got, I wonder what it would have been like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's, you know, everything that's life, in life. Though, that's but everything like, in life. What could have been? You know, definitely go to every, like if you're going to rush, go to every rush event you can. Meet and try to make like a friend in, in each fraternity. That way... When you make that decision, you're going to be pretty sound in it because I've seen a lot of guys that would rush their freshman year, blindly rush one fraternity, and not get that fraternity. Yeah. And because you didn't spend any time, you don't have any backup mm-hmm. options, then you're then you're just done. You so, can rush again later, but you know, it's it gets incrementally harder to get a bid the older so you, you can, are. You can you can rush different fraternities and get multiple bids, and then you choose what bid to go with. Yeah, yeah. and then can can you can you transfer fraternities? No, that's not a thing. Well, if you one, go you through can't? pledge ship and you get dropped, you can rush again. Okay, but it once might you're be a little one, harder. But once you, you get initiated into one, you can never go into another one. Really, you're initiated for life. That's a, that's a big no-no. That's just kind of like the big companies were like, you can work here, but if you quit, you can never come back. Or yeah, you, yeah. yeah like if, if you go to somewhere else, we're gonna like you know, dox like, you to hell. And technically, back. we all didn't get kicked out of ATO. We got indefinitely suspended. Oh yeah. So technically, you. you know, we still are. We get none of the benefits. <laughs> I got you. But, I mean, it did, on campus we didn't really care. Everybody got to still keep coming to stuff after that year of social probation, which really dampened us down. But I feel you. I feel you. Well, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to rehash this next week. We'll have uh, old Def August back in the studio, and I'm sure he wants some information about it. If he asks anything that we already talked about, we'll tell him to listen to this past podcast. Yeah, there you but, go. Because yeah. Ryan's got plenty of stories to tell. There was a ton of information there. Yeah, That's but I say it's, it's about – 30 minutes of just you talking about fraternity, uh, fraternity stuff. So we'll, we'll come up with some uh, more fun stories that we've done before and some of Ryan's college stories besides the, you know, fraternity process and how they so got we, we have, we have down. We have a can of worms just on scout stuff. Yeah, we, I mean, we got a lot, especially when we all get together. It just, yes. you know, kind of pops up. But, yes. uh, uh, Josh, you got anything before we get out of here? You can do anything if you if you believe in yourself. Oh, uh, you <laughs> fucked that up. I did. You tried to be August over there and you uh, fucked it up. Oh, every every time I ask you about this, it sounds like you have a stroke or an aneurysm. I just, trying to think I don't of like know what you to, put the pressure on them. You just gotta say you're like five words. I and mean, the thing is, too, like five minutes ago, I'm like, okay, I'm probably gonna wrap this up soon. Yeah. I gotta think of something to say. What should I say? I don't know. I mean, it's it's easy. It's like the worm always finds the bottom of the shoe if it eats a fish. There right. you go. What? Leon you don't con get el pinie pequeño debe compensar con el mucho rubido. Is that your anything you got left? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? See. Si. 
The the lion with the small penis compensates with a mighty roar. Okay, all right, sounds good. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.